It's the Backyard Astronomer with Delta College Planetarium and Learning Center Manager, Mike Murray. The moon continues to grow in phase this week, reaching full on November 22nd. On that date, the full moon will be directly opposite of the sun in the sky. Since we're getting close to winter, that means the sun will set a little south of west, making the full moon rise just north of east soon after sunset. Many peoples around the world have come up with special names for the full moon, and that's especially true of the Native Americans. To the Algonquin tribes, this was the time to set beaver traps before the swamps froze to ensure a supply of warm winter furs, and so the November full moon was often referred to as the beaver moon. Others say the name comes from the heavy activity of beavers building their winter dams. Another name used for the November full moon was the frost moon, for obvious reasons. In terms of observing, the full moon may not seem to offer much detail when viewed through binoculars or a telescope. That's because all the direct sunlight yields no shadows, making it harder to see any surface relief. But it is a good time to look for the bright ray structures emanating from some of the big fresh craters. These look like splashes of brighter material radiating outward across the lunar surface. The finest example is low in the moon's southern hemisphere, called Tycho Crater. The rays are bright because it's believed this impact happened only 100 million years ago. With binoculars, you can get a better view of the large, dark, round-shaped basins on the moon. These are called maria and show where ancient asteroids impacted the moon. The resulting collisions caused basaltic lava to fill the basins, making them look flat and dark. With the Delta College Planetarium and Learning Center, I'm Mike Murray.